All right, well, we're here for the first ever Men on Mission podcast, and I'm so excited to be here with my mentor and just really a father-like figure in my life, Dean Stinchfield. It's kickoff time, J.O. I know, so I'm excited. It's going to be super, super fun. Uh, This podcast is really birthed out of our ministry called Men of the Kingdom, and so I'm really excited to be here. Dino, let's just talk about briefly, for everyone listening, how did this come about? How did this podcast come about? Well, it, it really evidences one of the key aspects of the men of the kingdom. We're trying to provoke men unto godliness by living out the passions of their life and the call of Christ in every area of their life and have a project mindset. What am I doing uh, with the talents and the people that I'm called to that advances the kingdom of God or attacks the kingdom of Satan? Yeah. What's a project mindset? Yeah. For sure. So for everyone who who's listening and who maybe have never heard of Men of the Kingdom, uh, it, it's a nonprofit organization that Dean is the founder and president of. And he started and he invited me to the first ever Men of the Kingdom group uh, all the way back in, I want to say like 2017, I think was the first group. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it was, seems a long time ago, but it's not that it's long. It's not. And, right. and it was amazing to be a part of. It was completely transformed my life. And like you said, one of the goals and objectives of men of the kingdom that's distinct from every other men's Bible study that I've ever been a part of is the fact that you have to create a project at the end that forces you to say, what's my mission that God's called me to do? What's my mission field and how do I apply my mission to my mission field and take action with my faith? And so this podcast, Men on Mission podcast, is really uh, something that was birthed out of that mentality and that mindset of how do we go be on mission everywhere we are. Yeah, and at Men of the Kingdom, you know, our goal is we want revival in our time. And what we want to do is spark that revival through the use of the Holy Spirit living out in every man's life. Because God plus one is a majority yeah. every time. And every every believer that's being sent out every day across this city, across this country, and across this world, every believer is filled with resurrection power. Amen. And wherever they go, they have an opportunity to change the dynamic of every arena of their life to conform it to the kingdom of Christ, yeah, the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. And yeah. you do that by deploying the talents and the affections yeah. that you've been given and creating projects that that bring that revival yeah. about. And we and we look at our culture, and I think it's so easy in Christian culture to get terrified or to get discouraged or to get frustrated with the ways of this world and everything that's ha- happening in our culture. But could you imagine what happens if you, yes, have, I can imagine. if you have one, if you have 10, if you have 100, if you have 1,000, if you have men all across the nation and all across the globe mm-hmm. living with resurrection power and purpose each and every day? I just crackle every day because what is what is the potential of just one person who's living on mission, let alone f- uh, 1,000, let alone 500, or maybe just 300? Yeah. Like those Spartans. men who's, yeah, Let's those go. Spartan men, we're looking to call out Spartan Christians 100%. that are going to step up and make make a difference for Christ in their daily life. Yeah. And you, you think about the 300 mentality and, and just like that scene comes to mind where he's like, you know, I, I have, you know, however many thousands of troops, how many do you have? And he's like, well, I got 300 Spartan warriors, right? And like right. they all just, whoo, whoo, like they're all like just cheering. But, but you think about the fact that like, Every man, regardless of whether they're a potter or a farmer or uh, an accountant or a doctor, like they are, they have the potential to be that Spartan, to be a warrior, to be a man on mission for Christ. Yeah, because they do crackle with resurrection power. Yeah, and 
every man who steps forward and lives on mission is going on an adventure with the Holy Spirit. I can just imagine a group of men that are going to be leading families, that are going to be um, leading other young men and provoking them unto godliness. This is something that can move multiple generations. Yeah. Because once the Holy Spirit's behind something, you can't lose. Yeah, you can't stop it. So I I think one of the amazing things just about men in general and just one of the things I love about the way men are wired is they I know that deep inside each of them is a desire to do something great, greater than themselves, something that's that will last for generations to come and something that mm-hmm. will impact eternity. I think I see that in men and some of the things that make me sad oftentimes is is when they they're, they don't have access to it or they don't know how to live it out and what mm-hmm. that looks like. Um, so what do you think the biggest problem uh, is that men have in living out this faith and, and actually living on mission each and every day. And- you know, I think it's it's passivity. You know, right now, men, I think, are, are sitting on the premises rather than standing on God's promises and really stepping forward to take their place, you know, in the world. What is the great project of their life? Well, they don't know what that might look like. Yeah. And I, the examples... Uh, in our culture are, aren't as prevalent as they should be. Well, there's a lot of examples in the culture, yeah. but a true 5P moral leader that's stepping into the culture, that's being a prophet, a priest, a provider, a projector of a kingdom uh, vision and being a prophet, that's not there. We need to be. Yeah. We need to evidence that out in the culture. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree that the number one struggle for men isn't pornography, it's passivity. And, and so if we can just share a vision of what it looks like to be on mission each and every mm-hmm. day. I think that will inspire and impact men, men's lives all across the nation and all across the world. Um, one, one of the things I've realized just in, in conversations with men uh, is a lot of times one of the number one excuses uh, that I've just come across is, well, I, I didn't have a dad growing up or I don't know what it looks like to be on mission or mm-hmm. my dad was Christian, but he wasn't around or wh- whatever it is. And so... Um, what do you what do you th- what are your thoughts about that and how this podcast mm-hmm. might help impact and inspire men? Well, the, there's a lot there. Yeah, you know, um, it's said right now that 50 percent of America grows up without a father in the home. Yeah, and the other 50 percent uh, of those men, you know, they're busy. Life is so busy right now. Are they really evidencing uh, true biblical manhood yeah. and leadership in the home? I don't know what that percentage of it is. But I know we could. That's something we can work on for sure. So just to give people an example of what 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 does it look like to be a man on mission and to live that out everywhere they go. Yeah. You know, Abraham Kuyper said Jesus looks down at every square inch of the planet and just says, "Mine." Yeah. And if we're His ambassador wherever we go, we got to model that. We got to show men. Or our goal on this podcast yeah. is to demonstrate and interview men that can give an example of this is what it looks like yeah. to live on mission. Yeah, for sure. No, I I had this coach. I I had the opportunity of playing college football, and one one of my coaches, he was just super passionate. No excuses. Like you show up at the locker room, you show up to weights, you show up to the field, and he always had this mentality of no excuses. And I think one of the reasons that I get excited about this podcast is because I want to help men remove whatever excuse might be there. Because I think mm. us in our in our flesh and the enemy will try to put excuses in front of us and say like well, here's why I can't live on mission. I didn't have a dad or I don't have an example. And so if we can just interview other men who are living on mission mm-hmm. each and every day in career fields of every single kind, um, 
I think of just the impact I can have of showing men of clear vision of what it looks like to live on mission, regardless of whether or not you're a pastor, regardless of whether you're not in professional or quote unquote professional ministry or getting paid to be a pastor. Um, but like every single person that that's a believer has resurrection power. Yeah. And, and one of the things we say in, in men of the kingdom is there's no difference between the sacred and the secular. 100%. So we need resurrection powered men to live on mission, whether you're a, a policeman, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a construction worker, you know, in sales, whether you're in real estate, whether you're a doctor, all of these are arenas that God wants us to step out and be leaders in that, in that, in each one of those arenas and advance his kingdom. 100%. And that's where impact happens. It happens every day in the, the places that you go, the people that you interact with, the people that don't know Jesus. Um, that's where true impact and gospel mm-hmm. conversation happens. So we can't just be hiding in our church circles and no. not in, actively engaged in the culture. And the last thing Satan wants is a whole group of men who are going to live on mission and advance Christ's kingdom. It reminds me of a story, and you know I like to tell stories. Uh, C.S. Lewis, just before he died, did an interview. And in that interview, you know, the interviewer asked him, you know, Mr. Lewis, you've, you've been a radio personality. You've been an author. You've been a teacher. Uh, you've been, there's so many different things in your life. As you're coming to the end, what do you want people to remember about C.S. Lewis? And he said one of the most manly things I think I've ever heard. He said, I want there to be a party in hell after I die. Let's go. Because yeah. that, that pain in the backside, C.S. Lewis, is no longer yeah. on the field and on mission. Yeah. 100%. Well, men, every one of you who are filled with resurrection power has that potential. Satan wants you to be passive. Mm-hmm. Satan wants you to be sitting on the premises. Yeah. God wants you to be like Gideon and his buddies that Let's step out into the field. The gates of hell. Yeah, exactly. And John, you're, you know, you're one of my best friends. Yeah. And you and I are living back to back. And yeah. I think of Jonathan. I think Jonathan and David going back to back. Yeah. There were two people there plus a resurrected, you know, the resurrection power within them. Nothing can stop those guys. Nothing. Nothing can stop you. Yeah, 100%. So I think that's the, that's the exciting thing about this podcast is we just have the opportunity to interview men and through doing that, cast a clear vision of what it looks like for believers all across the country, all across the, all across the globe to live on mission each and every day for the glory of God and to see what he'll, he's going to do in Amen. their life. Amen.